Welcome, babes. Oh, welcome to the Her Mind Matters podcast. I'm Molly, and my best friend and I, Marcy, will co-host you right here every Friday on topics such as business, relationships, sex, parenting, self-love. I could go on forever, but get comfy, drive safe, while two entrepreneurs that are a hairstylist and photographer, as well as life coaches and mothers, take you on this journey talking about topics that no one really likes to talk about because, you know, we just give zero fucks. So let's do this. Hey, babes. Hey. Here we are. We're back. We're back. Oh, we just like literally had such a good venting session yes, and like <laughs> downloaded all of the things between us. So we're just like in a good little calm state right now. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm excited for this topic. Um, warning, disclosure, this may trigger some of you. For sure. We're sorry. Not sorry. Um, you know, we talk about all this, <laughs> basically. We're just here for it. Yeah. And we've talked about this kind of before, yes. but I just, yeah. It, it, can't it can be never be talked enough. about enough, basically. Yeah. Every episode is a seed that we're planting. <laughs> layer by layer. Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay, so now that we've literally, like, built that up. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so all we're talking about today is body, body image. image. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, but women, like, it's such a huge issue for women. Yeah. And men, too. I was going to say men, too. It honestly. really is for men, but um, but we're we're women, so. <laughs> we're not men. I don't have a penis. So, okay, let's talk about what's, like, your body image experience been like, like, throughout your life? Wow. Okay. I know, that's, that's a loaded that's question. That's a loaded question. Well, the reason we're talking about yeah, this topic let's is. let's start there. Yeah, because on Facebook yesterday, and, like, really throughout this entire week, Yeah. I keep seeing post after post after post of women Mm -hmm. asking women if they want to lose 10 pounds. Yep. And every time I just like scroll past. Y'all know the posts we're talking about. Yeah. Like who wants to lose between 10 and 30 pounds before summer? I need three to five people. Yes. (laughs) I need 10 new women to lose 10 pounds in the next week. Like what are you doing? Yeah. So I normally just scroll past. Right. Like. Like, I'm an entrepreneur. I respect other entrepreneurs. Like, you're just sharing your business. Yeah. I understand that. I get that. But I'm triggered by these posts. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. Everyone has a right to be triggered. Right. So I started, like, unfollowing people. Yeah. And just because, like, I don't want to see that. Like, my Facebook feed is, like, my own space. And so I decided to start unfollowing people Mm -hmm. to protect my own peace. Which I love that so much. I think that that's so important, especially in society, to – I love how you said it's your space. Like, our social platforms are our own extension of our homes. Let's be honest. Right. And we can control what comes across them. And I don't think people realize that. They just think, oh, okay, I've got to follow this person or that person or whatever. Right. And then they're just subject to whatever it is that they're posting. Right. Not the case. So I love that you did that. Yes. So, and like, I encourage anybody to unfollow me. Like, I if I too. trigger you, unfollow me. I'm like, like, you're not here for it. Bye-bye. Right. I, yeah. And because I don't want to offend you. I don't, don't want to upset you. Yeah. I don't want to like put bad energy yeah. into you or at all. I always tell the girls that in this industry, like with hair and things like that. And I'm like, hey, if you follow someone who doesn't make you feel good about your shit, unfollow them. Yeah, and it's the same with me, photography that's too. That's fine. It's the same with photography. Okay. Yeah. Um, because like, I used to follow everybody. I'm very encouraging and supportive. Yeah. And so I would follow everybody to help like 
boost their right. stuff in the algorithm, like right. comment and like their mm-hmm. stuff. And then like once it started making me feel bad about myself, then you're like, because I'm not here the for comparison it. game is so strong. Yes. Ooh. So I started following unfollowing mm-hmm. people. And I haven't necessarily done that with other situations. Right. Like political stuff, I will do that. Same. You know, anything like that. So I started unfollowing people. And yeah. I was like, this is, I'm not the only person seeing this stuff. Nope. And, you know, my platform is self love, yeah. self acceptance, yeah. all of these things. And so yeah. I'm like, Same. I have to say something. Same. Yeah. I can't just see it, <clears throat> unlock it, and do nothing. Like other people are seeing this. Right. They need to know, number one, like they're not the only ones triggered by it. Number two, they can do something about it. For sure. And number three, like, they're still worthy. Yes. So this kind of conversation started around me posting something on Facebook yesterday about it. And seeing all the reactions, like, there were a lot of people in support of what I said. And there were also a lot of people that, like, either one, didn't get it. Mm -hmm. Or number two, like, were triggered by me talking about it. I even had somebody... um, text me like were you talking about this person and I'm like I wasn't talking about anyone specifically I had somebody reply and say I'm sorry I shared that I'm like oh my god I'm like bro (laughs) it's like I'm not judging you for posting it or sharing it or whatever it's just like this is that's one thing too I feel like a lot of times on social media like when you post something that like you feel strongly about people automatically assume like I'm being judged for this. Yeah. And like you and I, I can speak for us and us alone, but we never come from a place of like judgment. No. Ever. Like I I don't judge anything that anyone else is doing. No. I just come from a place of like what is my truth and I speak it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And so I made a follow-up post. Not the thing (laughs) I posted this morning, but another thing I posted yesterday was like, if you're triggered by something that I I say, I loved that. Like, dive deeper into that. Like, why are you triggered? Why? It's so true. And it's funny. I tried to post some shit on Instagram yesterday and the gram wasn't having it. And in that, I even said, you're going to be one of two things. You're going to be triggered as fuck by what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. or your soul is going to be ignited and you're going to be like, wow, there are people like me. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's always going to be one of those two categories. And I even said, like, if you are one of the ones that are triggered, like, ask yourself why. Right. Like, if we want to talk about it, that's fine. But, like, why are you being triggered? Right. Whenever I see stuff that triggers me, that's my first question. I'm like, why Why is is this triggering me? me? How do I feel about this? How do I feel about this? And, like, what do I do to address it? Right. Because there's, like, more. It's, like, why... And then why again? Right. And then why again? But like you just keep going deeper and until deeper you really until you like really get into it. And then you're like, yeah. oh, this is, this is it. Mm-hmm. Like this is like what's really deep mm-hmm. inside of me. And then you realize that the trigger has nothing to do with the other person or no. what they said. No. It has to do with you. Yes. Normally when you're getting triggered, it literally, like you said, it has nothing to do with you. No. It has everything to do with me. Right. Right. Yeah. Ugh. So... So I, I posted that. Yeah. And then this morning, I felt like I needed to do kind of a follow-up. Because okay. basically, body image starts around weight for women, I feel like. It right. always It always starts around weight. I feel like because uh, that's surface and you can see that. Right. It's very comparable. <laughs> yeah. You know, even like, even um, appearance as far as like you know, facial features and things like that. They're not as comparable. Like everybody has a nose. Everybody right. has, eye, you know, yeah. Um, but you can say like that person is bigger than me. Right. Or that person is smaller than me. For or sure. that person's abs are more defined than mine. Right. And that's very, um, that's er- very like easily describable mm-hmm. and easy to compare. Mm-hmm. So, and 
it starts it, really young. So young. So young. And it starts with our, our moms. For sure. And our, you know, grandmothers. Yep. And so I think that's another reason why it's so important for us to talk mm-hmm. about it is uh-huh. because, like, you and I both have daughters. Yep. And I do not mm. want my daughter growing up mm-hmm. thinking that she's less than because of what her body looks like. No. Because it's just absolutely not no true. Like, for example, so the whole part about, like, our daughters. So, like, I and my mom would catch my catch ourselves being like, oh, gosh, Addie, you're so heavy, like, when we would pick her up. Mm-hmm. And we both recognized it. And, like, I even informed Levi, like, my ex, like, her dad, I was like, okay, we cannot say that anymore. Mm-hmm. And my mom was always like, oh, Nini's got to get strong. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we just right. stopped using, like, that condescending context. Right. Because that, it starts young. Yeah, and that's, forth. like, a seed that's embedded into yes. our brain. Like, yeah. I'm heavy. Yep. And you're like, wow. I'm like, wow. Yeah. And now I'm thinking to myself, like, hmm, was that said to me as a child? Because right. I hate being picked up. Mm, wow. And I wonder if Maybe. that's why. Maybe. <laughs> like, Damn. I, like yes. it just had like a little, yes. you know, moment yeah. where it clicked for me. But, um, yeah, so I think for me, like, my personal body yeah. image started when I was really young mm-hmm. because my mom and my grandma were always yo-yo dieting. Mm. Always. Okay. And my mom, um, and I'm sorry to out you, mom, but like it's, <laughs> it's part of my story. No, it's so, your story too. Um, she was always very self conscious about her stomach and yeah. particularly her um, stretch marks okay. from when she was pregnant with me. Yeah. So, yeah. and like I feel like I internalize a you lot like of have, guilt yeah, about the stretch marks that, that she has on because her body you. because of me. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so she, even to this day, like, my mom, she is a mail carrier. She's very athletic. Yeah. She is very tiny. Yeah, she's she She's is. very tiny. Yeah. But she still is very insecure about her mm, stomach. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what she does. Mm-hmm. Like, she always thinks she needs to tone that up. Yeah. Like, she's always about toning that up. Yeah. And so, like... From a very young age, I just grew up listening to her. That was like your mentality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my and my grandma too. Like <laughs> my grandma was in her seventies mm-hmm. before she passed away, and she went to um, and this is what she called it: Fat Club. Okay, Fat Club. Fat Club. Basically, a group of women similar to Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers. It's actually called Tops. And I don't remember what TOP stands for, like T-O-P-S. I have yeah. no idea what it stands for. Um, but basically, they got together, like, every, once a week, okay. weighed in, okay. talked about, you know, healthy food okay. and whatever. Um, but, like, she's in her 70s. Mm. And, like, so concerned about weight that she, yeah. like, and and not in a healthy way. Right. Anytime that they would be losing weight, it wasn't in a healthy way. It was right. always <clears throat> deprivation. It was yeah. always... Um, punishment, yeah. and it was never like being intuitive about what you're putting into your right. body and yeah. trying to fuel your body, and mm-hmm. it was always just like starvation. Yeah, and it led me to a pattern of binging. Yeah, because Same. I would deprive, yep. and I would feel guilty about what I wanted, yeah. and maybe even what I needed, and then I would stop myself from eating it, and then it would come to a point where I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't get enough of this. And I would just, I would literally like eat an entire bag of cookies or an entire bag of chips or, you know, two full boxes of macaroni because one could not be enough. Like, never. Just keep eating because you never like felt satisfied. For sure. So that like just led to a problem of overeating in general because once you like stretch out your stomach and like you don't get those like – mental cues of when you're full, uh-huh. it just becomes a habit for sure. of 
eating, overeating, yeah. even past the point of like being satisfied. Yep. So, and it just leads to more bad habit, not mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. Just like habits. Yeah. Um, of, you know, just eating things that aren't good for you. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like mine started, I don't think it had a lot to do with my mom. It actually had a lot to do with cheerleading. Okay. I can see that. Um, I mean, honestly, surrounded by like 20 girls mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah. And um, as you were speaking, a, a memory came to me okay. that I really didn't even remember until just now. Okay. And it was probably the universe's way of being like, nope, this is actually where it came from. Molly. Okay. But I can recall when it was like the beginning of the season, you know, tryouts were over, we figured out who was on what team, and it was time to get fitted for uniforms. Okay. And every girl wanted a certain skirt. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it was like, who has that skirt? Like, what size is your skirt? Mm. It was mm-hmm. so invasive looking back on it. Yeah. And, like, such a triggering experience because we all wanted this specific size of skirt. Okay. Um, And it was just, like, so crazy to think back on, like, like I'm having such an aha moment with it right now. Because okay. I'm like, wow. So, from the seventh grade, mm-hmm. I put a number on what I should be. Mm-hmm. And all through school... Um, my weight fluxed a lot, <clears throat> but I was always within a range or two of that number. Okay. And it was like, I, I put my value in like that size. That number. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And even like into college and stuff, I remember like when I was leaving school and going, I've done cheering, done gymnastics. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm going to like gain so much weight. Freshman 15. Ha ha ha. Nope. Shit's real. And like, I was not active, Mm -hmm. but I kept eating as if I were. Right. And the thing that had a lot to do with like my eating habits was cheerleading. My mom and I always joke about it, but, but it's so serious. Like from literally seventh grade, Mm -hmm. it was probably cheer four days a week gymnastics and like competition practice like two so I was literally always Always, doing something yeah and my mom was like a single mom for a while and it was just like always on the go and even after she remarried I never remember sitting down for dinner okay we never did that yeah because I always had to be some fucking where some fucking place right so it was like let's get McDonald's let's get Chipotle let's just drive through whatever and get Panera and right it was always just whatever we could pick up on the way is what I would eat and my dinner table was the passenger seat right you know what I mean and so those habits were so early on Mm -hmm. that they're they've still been hard to replace and it's like an ongoing thing throughout like my entire life and we always, like, joke about it, but I'm like, no, like, that's actually really where it stems from. And my mm-hmm. mom's like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, well, it's not your fault. Like, right. I fucking cheered. And, and I I'm glad that you bring that up, too, because I was just thinking while you were talking that, um, like, my mom was always very supportive. Yeah. Yeah. And she was always she was always trying to help me in mm-hmm. the best way that she could. Like, mm-hmm. if she knew I wasn't happy about my body, she'd be like, let's go for a walk. Yes. But, so that, but that was really triggering to me. Like, yeah. no, I don't want to go <laughs> on a fucking walk. Like, no, I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah. Um, or, you know, let's eat a bowl of strawberries instead of yeah. cake or something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know. Yeah. And now, like, I see that it was like You love, see the pureness of it. But at the time, it felt really yucky to me. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's really important to like figure out if you're a mom like figure out where your body issues are and like give yourself the space to like figure that out so that you can so that you can be a good example for your kid and instead of trying to like fix them with like all these you know different 
ideas that you have of what they can do to like Mm -hmm. make more healthy habits like you have to do that you have to be the example of that I was gonna say I'm trying now to be the example for Hattie Mm -hmm. um like we were on a really bad like stint of just like eating out all the time and Mm -hmm. especially since we moved downtown yeah it is the easiest to overeat anything you could possibly want right um and I've created some really bad habits in her from that already Mm -hmm. but I was like okay I have to be the difference. Like, I have to change. And it's a work in progress for sure. Mm -hmm. But when she's here, I try really hard to, like, make meals. And if we are eating out, I'm trying to make better decisions. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because, like, you're right. Like, you have to set the example. That was always something that I really focused on when Ella was younger. Mm -hmm. Um, And even if I wasn't particularly eating what I served her, I always made sure that I was serving her, like, a lot of different, like, fruits and vegetable options, like yogurt. Like, actually, I didn't like yogurt until I started serving her yogurt all the time. And (laughs) then I would eat it, like, if it was, you know, if she didn't finish it or something. And I'm like, oh, I like yogurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, clear the plate is actually, Mm -hmm. like, another Mm -hmm. bad habit that started in me. Um, I remember that my dad would make me sit at the table Ooh, and stay there by dead. myself until the plate was empty. Mm. Not a good habit. It is. Because that's training you not to listen it's to your internal you cues. Not to intuitively eat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I always like listen to Hattie. My mom and I like we'll be doing stuff and Hattie will eat and we'll be sitting there and we'll be like, we're not done eating because there's still shit on our plate. Right. And same with her. Yeah. But she'll be like, no, I'm not hungry. And my mom and I now are starting to look at each other and we're like, Oh, wait. Wow. Am I okay. Am I hungry still or am I just eating because it's in front of me? Yeah. Like, because children at such a young age, like, that's they already built inside of them. Right. And they, they don't, don't need do to that learn that. The right. They don't need to learn to intuitively eat. They just, they do. just do. And then we force them to keep Especially eating. like toddlers. Yes. We're like, no, you have to eat something. Stay at this yes. table until this is, yes. is until this eat is this done. Eat this before you can do that. Right. Or but kids know. Mm-hmm. They know. Mm-hmm. Like, if you put a bowl of grapes in front of a kid or and you put a plate of like whatever you cook for dinner say it's like chicken and pasta yeah okay and the kid eats all the grapes that's okay it is that's what they need Mm -hmm. right now and they know they do they know what they need and if they need chicken they'll eat the chicken if they need you know what i'm saying it's okay to like encourage them to try it yeah and even to kind of like bribe them to try it one time because sometimes they just like don't want to do it yeah but yeah, but like mm-hmm. not forcing them. Mm-hmm. No, to finish. I let Hattie tell me. I'm like, are you hungry? No. Okay. Yeah. When because when they're hungry, they're gonna eat. Yes, she will. Just like you. Me. When you're hungry, yeah. you're gonna eat. Yep. <laughs> um. So I think that that's just like a really important like distinction to make. It is, especially like as a new mom. Yeah. Because you don't you don't know yeah. what the kid knows. No, <laughs> you don't know, know what I mean. No, like, not at all. <laughs> so yeah, it, and those habits just like continue. Mm-hmm. And, like, even now, I'm still, like, continuing to break those habits. Like, oh, it's, like, a lifelong thing. Oh, for sure. And even, like, if you're on, like, the journey with, like, fitness and all of that, that's, like, lifelong, too. Right. You know what I mean? Like, whatever path you're on, it's definitely a work in progress. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And allowing yourself to make those mistakes, too. Oh, I think that that's huge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just giving yourself um, grace, mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. to make mistakes because you're going to. Mm-hmm. Um. But, like, we do that with everything and not everything. just health and fitness no, related. No. Not just body image related. Yeah. So. I guess, like, my thing with body image and, like, fitness and, like, things like that is whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. whatever it is, 
Just ask yourself, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Are you doing it because of someone else? Are you doing it because of society? Are you doing it for health reasons? Or You know what I mean? Like, why? Right. That's, like, what I feel like we can say the most is, like, keep asking yourself why. Yeah. You know? For sure. Because I feel like a lot of people start fitness and health journeys because they feel like they should yes. be doing something. I agree. Um, even myself, mm-hmm. like I earlier this year decided I was hoping that you would talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> so I like really connected with this girl who was like sharing a live about a detox that she did. And like throughout the years I've done like different cleanses and detox. Right. I did like a juice cleanse mm-hmm. for seven days. I've done yeah. like this lemonade cleanse right. and like all these different things. And yeah, like, same. um, what I was feeling is that I just wanted to be paying attention to what I was eating. Right. And so when she talked about the cleanse that she did and how mm-hmm. it gave her like a lot of clarity and, mm-hmm. you know, just this experience that she had, I was like, Ooh, I'm in like, yeah. I, I'm into this. So then she and I got on a call and talked about it and she didn't really like go into what exactly the cleanse was, but we were just like, yeah. you know, meeting each other. And then it came down to it and she told me that it was with Beachbody. And I felt kind of like a little bit of a, like, eh. Yeah. Well, like you like felt oh. duped. Yeah. I felt like I was duped and yeah. I was like face to face with her on like yeah. a FaceTime call. And I felt like I had already kind of committed to doing it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll try it. Like yeah. there's nothing wrong with trying it. Right. So... I get the stuff in the mail and I, I plan out what I'm going to do. Like, first of all, it's like this drink that you drink in the morning as like a shake. Then okay. it's like, um, this detoxing tea type okay. drink. I've never tried any of it. Um, and then you do like another mm-hmm. shake with like a snack and then a meal. Okay. So I planned out all of my food okay. and I like went to the store and bought it and I got the shakes and everything yeah. in the mail. And... I drank the first shake and it tasted like shit. And I was like, eh, maybe, you know, the, the taste will grow on me. Right. And then I drank like the second, like the detox thing. Okay. And I gagged. The, it was so disgusting. Okay. It was like, it was basically like sand and um, goo. It was like oh, slimy. Gosh. Okay. Um, I, I couldn't drink it. Yeah. So I, yeah. I and I wasn't going to force myself because the right. whole, my whole point is that I wanted to pay attention right. to how I'm feeling. Yeah. And so I was trying to force myself to uh-huh. drink this stuff. Yeah. And I was like, this is not, this was not what I wanted no, to do. No, 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 this no. was not me listening to my body and being intuitive. Right. So I messaged her and I was like, hey, like I can't drink that stuff. Yeah. And she told me, did you follow my instructions? And I was like, well, what were your instructions? So I go back and look. She tells me to like put it in a bowl of ice so that it's really, really cold oh, and suck it down as fast as you can. Oh, no. And like all, all of these things. Everything like, the opposite of what exactly, you were trying to do. Exactly. Like it was all about like forcing it down oh. and like. You know, it was really like working against my whole point, which was to pay attention to my body. Yeah. So I canceled. I was like, no, no, I'm not doing this. That's not what I want to do. Yeah. So even now, like at age 32, like I'm still figuring Mm -hmm. this shit out. Oh, same. So it's hard. And it's such like, and you kind of had a similar experience recently too. I did. So like back in... I don't know. Maybe it was about the same time. It was about the same time. Like back in November, December, I don't know. Um, one of my clients that I have, she is, um, a fitness coach. She's seriously so amazing. Her name's Erin Diamond. She has a podcast too. It's amazing. Um, but she is one of my clients. I do her hair and stuff and we talk a lot and whenever she's in, we don't necessarily talk a lot about like 
eating habits and fitness, we talk a lot about mindset. Mm -hmm. And for me, that is just something that's really big and really important. And um, all of her posts, like, she does all of, like, the typical things, obviously. But she always has such a unique um, point of view on things. And her big thing is, like, you know, you can do all of the squats and all of the right eating. But, like, if you're not mentally good, then what is that for? Right. And I love that about her. And I was like, okay. like you were attracted to that. I was so attracted to that. I was like, I'm going to hire her. And, like, she's going to be my coach. And I'm going to do all these things. And I was very overwhelmed. Um, Going from literally nothing for, like, probably five or six years of, like, that type of environment Mm -hmm. to – um, a whole type of like, uh, not like a point system. They like count macros yeah. and stuff like that. And very involved. Very involved. Yeah. Um, and planning. But they're out. doing it. And if you go back and like look at their why, why mm-hmm. they're eating this mm-hmm. specific way mm-hmm. is because they want to build muscle, yes. lean down. They want to be able to lift a certain yeah. amount. Like, so they have a reason yeah. and it's not necessarily aesthetic. No. It's like they want their body to be able to, to do operate something. for them a certain way. Right. Which I love. Right. So I was like, but I was just like really overwhelmed. Yeah, that's huge. And that's it was a like huge having change. to track in like a app and like all these things. And it actually made me very aware that I had like an eating disorder and mm-hmm. I had not really been aware of that in my entire life because tracking triggered me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Tracking what I was eating was really triggering because I was eating like shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy crap. Forced you to look at it. It forced me to look at it. But what was the most like triggering for me was when I would look in my app and I would see like day, two, three days go without any track and I hadn't eaten. Whoa. Yeah. And then the next day it would be like so much food. Right. You would have eaten for the past I literally three days like in one day. Yeah. I would like not eat for a couple days and then I would like binge for a day. But I wouldn't purge it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I would it was the cycle I was living and I didn't realize it until I was like doing this for like my program with her. Right. And I was like, holy shit. So I reached out to her and I was like, listen, I stopped tracking. It's triggering as fuck. I've been avoiding you. I haven't checked in and I know this. Right. And she was like, yeah, I kind of wondered like what was going on. And she was really helpful. I know that she feels like she probably wasn't, but she was very helpful and sure. like, totally insightful. And she was like one of the first people that kind of, throughout like intuitive eating to me Mm -hmm. and she was like talking about it on her posts and stuff but she was talking to me about it she was like all right throw tracking out the window just try to maybe like prep your meals and just like try intuitive eating and just when you're hungry you eat Mm -hmm. I was like okay I'll try that and I'd given it a go here and there but nothing really like settled in until just honestly like a month ago when I had like 24 hours of solitude Mm -hmm. and I would go to eat and I was like I'm not hungry Mm-hmm. And I, that's when I really realized and like kind of recognized like what intuitive eating actually was because mm-hmm. I was quiet enough to where I could like listen to my body. Right. And I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm actually just thirsty. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. So I would drink yeah. water and I would be fine. Right. And then you and I talked a lot about it after that, that weekend about right. it, of course. And we were like, oh shit. Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> so I've been like trying to do that more mm-hmm. and, um. Because just like a baby or a little child right. knows, like, yeah. you know. You do. You've you just totally forgotten. Know. Yeah. You've, You've just, just been, been programmed yes, into condition. Uh-huh. Especially because when you're growing up, like, you eat when your parents cook for you. Yeah. You eat what your parents yes. cook for you. 100%. And then you eat what's available to yeah. you. And if you're, like, a college kid, uh-huh. you're, like, eating what's cheap or you're eating oh, what's in the cafeteria. For sure. So you're not necessarily able Mm-mm. to make those kind of choices and no. decisions for yourself. But now, if you're a grown-ass yes. woman, you can. <laughs> so, and you can teach your kids how to. Mm-hmm. 
So, Which I yeah. think is so important. Yeah. So I am not necessarily like a pro at intuitive eating yet. No. And I still, <laughs> but I, but I notice, I like pay attention. And like this morning I should not have eaten with Ella, but because that's become my habit, right. I ate with Ella and I was like, oh, yeah. And I just felt like yuck. Yeah. But now I notice that I feel yuck and I know why. You know, and then I, I can know make why a now. better choice yes. going forward. And I think that I... I'm just now getting to the point where I don't judge myself for that anymore. Yes, that's another big because thing. Because I used to really judge myself, and then I would almost, like, punish myself for it. Mm-hmm. But I don't do that Like, anymore. I did something bad. Yes. I ate something bad. Like, that's another so thing. shame around it. Yes, that's another thing is, like, no food is bad. bad. No Agreed. food is bad. Like, if you go back through, you know, even just the last, like, 10 years mm-hmm. and see, like, what what has been, what society has told you like is bad. Like fat is bad. Carbs are bad. You know, eat whole grain, like eat whole grains, eat no grain. Like if you go through, there's like, it it all contradicts itself. Like Mm -hmm. no food Mm -hmm. is bad. For sure. So stop like putting that good and bad. Right. Well, when you like put that title on it, then your whole like mental state and your subconscious is like, okay, well this is bad food. So it's going to go into the body and it's going to do bad things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you're like already programming the food to make your ass fat. Right. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. When you like don't hold that kind of mental picture of what this is that you're putting into you, then you know, it's not like... I'll eat an Oreo and like before maybe I would be like, oh, an Oreo isn't bad. Like what better choice can I make? Yeah. But like, bitch, I wanted an Oreo. Right. I'm going to eat an Oreo and it's going to satisfy me and I'm going to be fine. I'm not going to deprive myself of that and eat a banana instead Mm -hmm. and then tomorrow eat the whole bag of Oreos. the whole thing of Oreos. Right. You know what I mean? No, it's so true. So I feel like we talked about like everything but body image. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? We like talked around body image, but I feel like all of, all of this is like work that you put in Mm -hmm. that helps you feel better about your body and making better empowered choices. Because here's the thing, where you are right now Mm -hmm. is enough. Mm -hmm. You don't have to lose any pounds. No. You don't have to eat any type of way. Right. To do any type of whatever's. Right. To be worthy enough of whatever it is you are deserving or craving in your life. Right. You're doing your best. Yes. And it's enough. Yes. And when you learn more. Yes. Then you can do more. Then you can do more. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye. Maybe. Switching in, in, babes. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to give us a review right here on iTunes. Or if you post about us in your stories on Instagram, please tag us. We love seeing it. We love reaching out and connecting. So go ahead and give the podcast a follow at her.mind.matters. Or you can follow each of us individually. Um, I'm at Molly's Main Life. And then you can follow Marcy at the Coterie Columbus on Instagram. See you next Friday, babes.